All right, welcome to You Choice Radio, the Whatever Podcast. We got your host, Tony Draper. We got my co-host. That's hello. And this silly nigga. Yo, welcome, yo. Welcome, Y. Chris LaRue. What's up, this Chris? Yeah. What's happening? Y'all seen him on an episode before. Uh, Beast Gordy, he that boy. Shout out the Black Ear podcast. We got a spinoff. Y'all go check that out. That boy uh, got a big shout out from Freeze Love. So it's all love. We still a team. But today we got some good topics. Y'all want to start serious? Y'all want to start with the bad news or the good news? We do the bad news, man. So I'm feeling good. Let's start good. Oh shit. I got oh, oh, what else? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's for bad news. Uh. Yo, 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 welcome to the concrete show. You got your boy Salo. We got my cousin Matt, man. He's a special guest. He's a special guest, but we got another big special guest, man. Anybody that know Miami football, man, the football dog, man. We got second team, all ACC. I'm saying former Miami Hurricanes running back, former Baltimore Ravens running back, Super Bowl champ, man. We got Damian Barry in the building, man. What's good? Not much, bro. Not much. Yes, sir, man. Hey, man, I want to go back, man. Uh, <laughs> You know, a lot of people, when you got your name recognized, man, you, in 2009, man, you had that breakout season, man. You know what I'm saying, what kind of, what kind of, what kind of went through your head, man, through that season, man? Like, what, what kind of snapped in you? Like, damn, like, it just waiting, waiting for your, waiting for your number to get called, your opportunity, man, and just showing up. Yeah, it's kind of like that little uh, song, "What's Next?" You know, who's next? <laughs> And you know we always had a stable of backs, so we had some great backs. We had you know Lamar at the time. We had Storm Johnson. We had Mike James. We had Greg Cooper. We had um, Javaris James. You know it was just you know, trying to hold it down for you know what I'm saying to you. Like that's that's the only thing we do it for that you on the side of our helmet. You feel me? Sorry, I was, I was going to bring that up, man. As far as that running back committee y'all had, man, especially in 09 and 010, I'm saying we had, I think 09, it was you, G. Coop, and Javaris James, man. Like, and then, I mean, the slew of Miami running backs, man, that never really slowed down. You know what I'm saying it's still what it is today. You know what I'm saying, but how, how was it back then, man, playing with them boys, man, as far as competition wise? Bro, it was amazing, bro. Like, you know, just having like somebody that you can talk to, like, you know, like a, Javaris James, you know, that's been doing it for a minute. And when I came in, he was already one of the top rated running backs. And then having young guys that was pushing, learn how to push the older guys, you know, into their best ability. So it was like, it was a great room, bro. Uh, Coach Robinson had us like, right, man. He, had, he called us horses. You know, it, it was, it was, it was definitely, definitely some, something to see, a sight to see. We always competed that way. It was never yeah. so, no see or nothing like that it was always competing who was gonna get the most yards even if they got the least carries it was never no jealousy it was just it was one big family 
Yeah, man. I'll be seeing it that way too, man. I'm like, shoot, man. Competition, man. That make you better, man. Especially, like you said, the young guys behind you. Like, I think uh, Reggie Wayne had a uh, had an interview, man. It was like, damn, bro, what made you not want to get off the field, man? He's like, shoot, I had Andre Johnson behind me, man. Like, if I got hurt, it's a wrap for me. Like that boy getting in and just taking over, man. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Yeah, man. For sure. You got. You got to remember, I had. Storm Johnson and yeah. um, Lamar yeah, Lamar. Miller behind me. So yeah, it was loaded. So ain't no, ain't no getting hurt, bro. Ain't no coming out the game. <laughs> ain't no <laughs> come out that game if you want to. Yeah, I won't see the field no more. Yeah, it might be a wrap, boy. Shoot. But man, speaking of 2009, man, like when I look back, like out of all the good years Miami had, at least this past, you know what I'm saying? Post, he's like post 2005, man, like. I look at 2009 as probably the best year, man, as far as, like, all the talent y'all had, all the big wins y'all had, man. Like, what was y'all mindset, man, in that season and going to play, man, as far as the expectation? Man, we trying to leave our mark, man. You know, that's the, only, that's the thing about being at the U. You know, you just – you try to leave your mark because, like, you don't want to be that guy that was like, oh, man, you – you was good while you were there. You was okay while you was there. You got to leave a stamp wherever you go. And I think that's what our mindset was, leaving our stamp. You know what I'm saying? Knowing that we went out there and we, we, we gave it our all each and every down. You know what I'm saying? Each and every play. You know, that was our, our immediate mindset. Because, you know, people really don't believe in the youth. All like, they yeah. think we just, you know, we just some hoodlums, you know what I'm saying, that so happened to fall into Coral Gables. But, like, we are the yeah. true Miami, like, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't no – you know, we had a lot of ups and downs, you know. So we just persevered through it. Like, I feel like no other team can persevere what we went through and be successful. Yeah. That's a big fact, man. Out. <laughs> I don't know why, man. It's it's a Miami thing. I don't know why they hate on why they hate on y'all boys, man. Just Miami, period, man. Like you, it's simple, you. dog. It's either you, it's either you a cane or you want to be a cane. It's just it's, it's no other way around it, bro. Yeah. Or you couldn't you, you didn't have a raise to come to Miami, so you went to Florida State. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't you you won hard enough you won hard enough to last down in Miami, so you went to Florida. You couldn't you couldn't handle the fire or the pressure from the running back committee, so you went to Ohio State. Hey, let them know, man. Hey, hey, no. Let them know, bro, because speaking all facts. Sense, man. Yeah, man. I'd be tired of seeing games, man. Somebody get a sack. The first thing they want to do. You come like hey, coming from, man. Everybody <laughs> wanna throw up to you, bro. Everybody wanna throw it to you, man. I'm like, bro, you you're from Nebraska, man. Why you throwing up to you, man? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Nick, bro. What really messed me up when I seen that from FIU, bro? Y'all are right. little brothers, bro. You my little brother, bro. You got one. Your little brother hit me in the nuts one time. All right, bro, you got me. Yeah, That's all yeah. That That's all that happened. Never happened again. Yeah, never never happened again. Hey, quick, Please, quick, quick story, man. So I'm a big, I grew up a big Hurricane fan, but. I went to FIU. I graduated from FIU. I was rooting for the Canes that game, man. All my FIU fans, all my FIU friends, they called me. It's like, what's up? Like, <laughs> yeah, you're right, man. I think shoot, I was you praying. About I, it. I strategically did that, bro. 
all yeah. that falling out on the field. Yeah, man. That... But but you got to know who all that FIU with that though. Canes are at FIU. Brandon yeah. Harris was at FIU. God yeah. bless the dead, but Aubrey Hill was at FIU when that happened. Yeah. All them are old Kane coaches, man. Yeah, Buzz Davis. Yeah, Butch. Mm-hmm. Hey, all them boy, man. I'll tell you, boy. About that, man. Revive schedule. I'm like, man, please put FIU on them, man. We gotta like, I'm getting tired of hearing all this talk, man. And you know, Florida State fan want to throw on our face. I'm like, but we beat y'all. Why y'all? Why y'all depending on FIU to beat us, man? Like, come on, man. Tighten up. But to be to be perfectly honest, people don't expect that to happen out of the University of Miami. We yeah. we on such high of a pedestal, bro. And us being down for these so many years, it's it's, a, it's abnormal. And it's abnormal for us to have, you know, for Florida State to be down like they down. You know what I'm saying? It's abnormal that Florida down like they down. You know, bro, Florida really, we really run football. Right. Alabama just started doing their thing. Yeah. But who are they recruiting? Who are they recruiting? They recruiting out of South Florida. But speaking of that, man, you know, the whole 2021 thing, man, as far as players getting paid off their likeness, man, you think that's going to be a big help as far as recruiting going? Got to be big. Got to be big, especially for, like, the schools like Clemson and stuff that already have, like, the national platform. Miami, we got a lot of stuff around us, man. We got the Heat, got the the Dolphins, you know. So it's a lot of stuff that play a factor, you know, Miami's success. We don't even have our own stadium anymore. So like, like I'm anxious to see how they're gonna do that, and then see if they're gonna do some reparations for the guys that already passed through. Yeah, that'd be good too, man. Cause <laughs> I said University of Miami, man, like low key, they gave a lot to the city of Miami, bro. So I mean, at least the football team, Sam. But but yeah, it should be some type of reparation for the boys, also, man. But Going back to high school, man, what kind of – what made you want to be a Kane? You know, my dad was a Kane, so I already grew up, you know, right there on the border, and I already knew if I wasn't going to be a Hurricane, I was going to be an LSU Tiger. Uh, but Miami is where home was, man. I know I wanted to be the next Ed, Ed Reed, Sean Taylor. Um, that's why I got the number 20, but I ended up getting switched to running back my sophomore year, so – you know that that was kind of dead. Yeah, yeah. I seen you. I seen your pops. Uh, he he was a cane too, man. So, I mean, but was it kind of like, hey, no matter what, man, I'm gonna be a cane, man. But just in case. I mean, my recruit. He let me really go through my recruiting. Like I took all my visits, you know, and I just felt that Miami, like it was a tight race with LSU, man. I I went to Florida too. Like Florida was awesome. They showed love too. But it was just something about Miami, bro. It was just something about being in Miami. I know I wanted to be a part of that legacy, you know? Yeah. Like, no school will ever have a legacy like Miami. I don't care what they do. They'll never be. Bro, they hate, man, a billion people hate Donald Trump, but all don't follow him. <laughs> a billion people hate Miami, but all don't follow him. All don't follow him. <laughs> so it's going either way, you know, they'll never be what we what we were and what we're building to be again. Yeah. I'll tell you, man. Speaking of yeah, man. What we what we gonna be, man. I know you keep it up with Miami football, man, as far as 
and then who we got right now stuff, man. We got De'Aaron King. And looking at that backfield that we got right now, man, what you, how you feel about it, man? We got Don Cheney Jr. and uh, Jalen Knight. We still got uh, Cameron Harris, man. Like, I don't even think them young guys going to step up early to the plate. Man, they don't have a choice, you know. I don't that I, I I'm a firm believer in in um Manny Diaz. So I don't think he's gonna put I think he's gonna put the right guy on the field at the right time. So I feel like they're gonna be perfectly prepared for what's going what's about to go down this season. Yeah, I agree with you, man, because especially after last year debacle, man, and uh, I'm 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 a firm believer in Manny too, man, because he was able to make changes ever that had to be made, like oh no. Um, offense doing bad, offensive line doing bad. We gotta make changes. You know what I'm saying, gotta get them up out of here. You know what I'm saying, I, I think I think many good at adopting man to certain situations, whatever. And I, I, I mean, that goes to a good coach, anyways. And that's that's the that's the biggest thing about being the king, man. That's one of the biggest things about being the king, being able to adapt with what's going on. Yeah. And I feel like me being from Belgrade, it was a perfect fit for me. Cause you know when you if you're from Bearglade, man, we can adapt anywhere we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we go to Michigan. We are we can adapt to wherever or whoever we around. Yeah, we done seen the worst of the worst. We done seen it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At Miami, we done seen the worst of the worst. I done been blown out forty-eight to zero to Virginia in the Orange Bowl last game in the OB. So now you know what I'm saying you you either gonna put up or shut up. Yeah. You either gonna do something to change it and be that change, or you just gonna sit back and just ride the boat and just wear that you on side your helmet. Facts, man. I know I know a lot of fans, man. They been they got a, they was getting a little upset with players, man. They was thinking it was kind of like uh, they just happy to wear the you, man. So they're not really they're not really fighting like that, but. I mean, you hear inside the locker room, like guys like DJ Dallas, he's like, nah, everybody was on 10, man. Everybody was on their toes, man. So I don't I don't know what, what, what went wrong with the season, man. Like I said, only people in the locker room pretty much understand what's really going on. But you know what I'm saying? We bought up Manny Diaz, man. Yeah, to really, to really understand a locker room, you really got to be in it, bro. Like, you can't, you can't be on the outside looking in because – once you're in that locker room, you're supposed to put on your horse blinder and nothing outside is supposed to distract you from the ultimate goal. And the ultimate goal is the national championship. Yeah. So, I don't – I mean, it's hard to just – you got to be a crazy man if you're going to go out there each and every Saturday and Thursday and not play your hardest because you're not about to go out there and beat up your body for nothing. Right. If you're going to do that, you might as well play tennis or go. <laughs> So that ain't, I don't, I, I really, really, really don't think the kids was just out there just bumming it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you know, from a perspective, man, especially if you ain't play ball, man, it's kind of hard to relate, you know what I'm saying? It, I mean, sometimes things things just don't go your way, you know what I'm saying? You wake up the next day, you know what I'm saying, figure out what the problem was and, and go on 10 from there. Shoot, man. We talked about uh Manny Diaz, man, but talk about your former coach, uh, uh Randy Shannon, man. A lot of I think he caught a lot of stack out Miami, man. But I, I actually like Shannon, man. I thought he was good, but I'm saying one of the things I heard, he ain't really they ain't really give him the resources as they give him like uh coaches after him. So man, what what can you tell us about Randy Shannon? Randy Shannon was a great coach, man. 
He still is a great coach. You see what he's doing at um at UCF. UCF. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing a he's doing a hell of a job at UCF. I mean, bro, if they gave him the reins, the full reins like they gave to people that really wouldn't deserve it, like I don't bash no coaches, man. Like I just feel like had they let him do it his way, it would have been a whole different thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fact. I mean, yeah, from what we heard, man, they kind of held him on. Because you really can't. It's hard to coach if it ain't your way, you know what I'm saying? I can't can't really put my sauce on it. Like, if you're telling me to cook macaroni and cheese, I'm going to cook it the way I know how to cook it. Right. You know what I'm saying? If I try to cook it your way, ain't nobody going to like it because I'm trying (laughs) to cook it your way. That's your way. Yeah. Remember a quote from uh Bill Parcells, man. I think he's talking about Jerry Jones. He's like, "Damn, man, you gotta you gonna let me make the dinner, man. You gotta at least let me buy the groceries." I'm trying to tell you, but Matt, man, you got anything, bro? Well, I was just wondering, like, um, like what, what do you doing today? I'm sitting by my pool tonight. I'm talking, <laughs> nah, nah, like, what you into? Like, are you like you coaching? You know. Yeah, I, um, I'm the OC at Pahokee for now. You know, um, <clears throat> I have a um, an economical redevelopment going on in Belgrade. We um, we about to break down, break ground on that pretty soon. Um, I do a lot of stuff with the kids, youth um, empowerment. Um, a lot of stuff, man. I'm into a lot of stuff, man. I got a couple businesses that are up um, and running right now. Just, I'm just chilling right now, especially with COVID going on. So right now, I'm just chilling. Yeah. How, how's that going? Uh, coaching, how's that uh, affecting like all the uh, like the practices and the training for the? Kids? Oh, we haven't practiced yet. We were supposed to start. We were supposed to been started. We didn't start yet. We um, we actually um waiting on waiting on the school to really start up because ain't nothing really started up right now in Palm Beach County. Uh, and I'm coaching at my rival high school. I'm coaching at Pahokee. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. We we won we won the Muck Bowl last year. It was, it was bittersweet, <laughs> more sweet than bitter because we won. Yeah, it was on the winning side. I know you got to feel some type of way too. Like, yeah, hey, hey. hire me, shoot. Nah, I mean, I'm a, I'm under a great head coach, DJ Broden. Um, that's the yeah. brother of Antoine Broden. Uh, he's a great guy, man. Just he's more of a teacher. You know, he was out in San Fran. He was coaching out in San Francisco with the 49ers for a while. And that gave me an opportunity to really learn, bro. Like to really sit back and learn how to be a real OC, how to really call the game. You know, it's different from playing the game. You know, being an OC is is way different, way, way different than just being a running back and getting to play in and, you know, getting it in. But um we kind of gave the kids a curveball, which was all signals, which is what I'm accustomed to because, I mean, everything I, from high school to through college and then in the NFL, it was all hand signals. So we pretty much getting them ready for the college atmosphere because nobody's running plays in anymore. Right. So, man, you got any – Uh, my bad, go ahead. No, nah, that was it. I say you got any uh prospects out there in Pahokee? Uh, we had a couple of them that um, we got all 12 of our seniors um, into college. Corey Pope, we got him into college. He's looking 
He's at a prep school right now going to UCF um, in, um, in January. Frankie Burgess, he's up in Maryland right now. Um, Latari Kinsler, he's out in um, Syracuse right now. Jermaine yeah. Roberson is in um, uh, Southern Mississippi. Um, we got we got quite a man. We had a lot of guys that that actually went went D one and D two double A. We got one that's in Northern Illinois. We got we got a couple of guys, man. We had we had a nice little senior group, but it was a hard thing because it was our first year as the coaching staff, and we we kind of brought in like no tolerance, zero tolerance, like. Yeah. Being on time, holding everybody accountable for their actions, and they weren't accustomed to that. Like we we didn't do it like like the old school way where oh we're gonna run you to your tongues hang out. Nah, nah, nah. We're gonna sit your ass a quarter. That's yeah. gonna hurt you more than you know what I'm saying. I didn't care who you were. You was you did something wrong, you missed a meeting, you was late, you missing a quarter. And Coach Bowden fully supported it, so it was a pretty good. We went to the third round of the um, playoffs. We had lost lost the um, third round in the playoff game before State. Crazy game. You should check it out. It's on YouTube. We played Pahokee versus Madison County. Corey had a breakout game. Latari had a breakout game. Um, Frankie Burgess had a breakout game. Jermaine Robeson had an awesome game. Johnny Jones, some of them receivers, they had a great game. But um, they played with the clock on us. You know, it was it was different. Yeah. Yeah, high school football different, man. It really pissed me off that they can take a game like that, but yeah, man, you can check it out on YouTube, man. If you, you get, when you get a chance, check it out on YouTube, man. That was that was one of my best call games ever. Bet that up, yeah. Definitely check that out, man. Shoot, man, I, I gotta I gotta commend you, man. Especially um, still working with the youth, man. Like somebody, somebody gotta do it, and you know, I work. I'm gonna teach it myself, man. I mean, it ain't. Ain't an easy task, man, but it's something you really gotta love doing to continue it. So you know, it's definitely ain't easy because these kids are different these days. Yeah, yeah, most deaf. <laughs> most these kids are different. I had a kid that actually quit on us said he was gonna do YouTube videos. <laughs> oh that that ain't that ain't that ain't hard to believe at all, to be honest with you. <laughs> yep. Yeah, man. It's it's very different these days. Everything is it's very technical, sound technology. Yeah, it's, it's millennial. Yeah, everything is over the phone. <laughs> if it ain't instant, they don't want it. If you can't get the instant gratification from it, they don't want it. And kids are so caught up in this Instagram, Twitter, and all that stuff, being the man and not trying to put in the work to be the man. Because really, you got a lot of people on Instagram that don't got to do nothing to be celebrities these days. Yeah, so that, that's I mean, that's an easy enough job as it is. I'm saying so. It's, a, that, that, it's, it's definitely contagious, man, especially this generation, man. So I know I don't, how, how hard is it for you, man, with this, especially dealing with generation, like they they want everything convenient, the convenient way, man, and quick. Like you said, it's, tech, it's a very technological age right now, man. So I'm saying I ain't never coached. I ain't never coached uh, as far as this high in this generation. I, I, I coached a little bit after I graduated. Shoot, man, how how's it for you though, man? Like to keep keep everybody motivated. It's you know just finding finding the stuff that they like, man, and incorporating it into what you're doing. If they like music, you play music during practice. You know what I'm saying? So that's what we did. Instead of you know with the crowd noise and stuff, when we do the signals, we do music. So like 
they like, you know, we made everything appeal to their generation. They want to take pictures for Instagram, we take pictures for Instagram. Want to do backflips? I can still do a backflip. Let's do backflips together. Whatever y'all want to do, that's going to show y'all that we still, like, are those guys that we were when we was young. Yeah. Like, even when, when it come down to doing one-on-ones with them, we do one-on-ones with them. Like, yeah. Bro, still locked down. <laughs> Swear, boy, throwing the cleats now. Like, hey, got to have the cleats in the trunk, man. Hey, whoever won it, what's up? Yeah, just have your, your Bengay and stuff ready. I, I swear. Your stem ready, man. Hey, y'all let, you gotta let them know. Hey. Like they used to. But hey, you gotta let me know a day set of time. I gotta spend all that time stretching, man. Like, the first couple of days, they thought they were fast. So we raced and stuff. We did all that stuff. We did a lot of fun stuff, but we, we tried to make it fun. That's what that's the big goal. You know, football is supposed to be fun and business and treat it as a business when it's time to be treated as a business. Yeah. So, you know, we separated the fun in the business time. I think we did an awesome job. DJ did a great job of that. Some of our other coaches cash, um, Coach Cass, our defensive coordinator, he he did a great job at all that stuff. And then we had a, a police officer as our um, assistant head coach, and he was awesome. His name was Officer Carney. We had a great, great, man. We had a great relationship. You know, Coach Hawk, our um, officer line coach, did a great job adapting to what we was trying to – what what my idea of offense was, man. And we we, we made it work, bro. That's what's up, man. Especially got everybody on the same page too, man. I mean, it's hard to beat that. I mean, I know it's a challenge already, man, dealing with, with young kids, like like I said, separating the fun from the business, you know what I'm saying? You know, snap in them like that. So shit, man. I know y'all y'all doing a hell of a job, man, if you're able to do that. <laughs> yeah, man. Let's awesome. man. My last question for you, man, before I let you go. Yeah, my, my last question before I let you go, man. Let's um Matt got any questions, man. Just that Super Bowl year, man, with, with Ray Lewis and Ed Reed, man. Like he described the magic of that year. Man, listen. That was the most beautiful thing I ever seen in my life. If I can relive that week in New Orleans, bro, all over again, I would do it and not change a thing. That team was just, it was crazy. It was crazy that I was able to be alongside with those guys, with the Ed Quan Bowdens, Ed Reed, you know, Brian McKinney, you know, um, you got Tommy Streeter, you know, Ray Rice, Ed Allen, Bernard, Bernard Pollard, Bernard, um, Bernard, um, dang, BP, Bernard Pierce, you know, those guys, being around those guys, Dante Leach, those are Hall of Famers, bro. Dennis Pitta, Joe Flacco, man, Jacoby Jones, bro, that's surreal, bro. Sometimes you gotta, I had to look in the mirror and be like, bro, you, we here. We are really here. That's when you really see that you're a real one percenter of the one percenter. You're already at one percenter when you're playing in the NFL. So now you're in another one percent of going to the Super Bowl and actually winning. So it, it was, it was, man, it was crazy, bro. It was 
it was amazing. Yeah, I know being around all those people too, man. Like it, it, it probably ain't got no choice but to make you a better man and a human being at the same time. Man, that's oh, yeah, man. yeah, that's <laughs> man. Being around those guys, man, it was amazing, bro. Like I sat next to Ed Reed in the meetings every day, and just listening to him and his outlook on life. And then when I first got there, Ricky William was there with us. So oh, man, man. talked to Ricky, man, it yeah. was amazing, bro. That was, that was like, that was amazing, bro. You come in and you in the same meme room with, with Hey Diddle Diddle Ray Rice up the middle, you know, you in the, mm-hmm. in the meme room with them guys, man. So it was, it was, it was a, it was a, it was amazing, bro. I can't. There's no other way to describe that feeling, like other than surreal and blessed, man, and highly favored, bro. Cause like everybody don't get that opportunity, and I, and it's over, bro. It's guys that are that are like way more talented than me. Don't even get that opportunity, bro. Yeah. So like it's just surreal and being blessed and highly favored and just you know. Protected by God, bro. Yeah. One thing, boy, you definitely got to count some blessings, man, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people don't got it good, man. A lot of people just not blessed, talented enough to to get what some other people got. Shoot, oh, Matt, yeah. you got, got anything else, Matt? Uh, just one more thing. Um, the win, because, you know, kind of, you know, kind of on the same topic with the Ravens is like, you were on the same team, but with uh, Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Brian McKinney. You know, we always hear about that Miami Hurricane Brotherhood. I want to know what it was like. Like, did they kind of take you under their wing when when you got drafted there? You know, did they kind of show you, you know, hey, this is how, like, we're going to help you out here. You know, this is Miami Brotherhood. Was it a whole a UM, like, reunion? Bro, Ray Lewis put a stamp on me, though, like, he told the owner, you don't cut a Damian Barry, bro. And mm. that kind of like, that let it prove under me, like knowing that Ray believed in me, you know what I'm saying? Even though my seasons at, um, in Baltimore didn't pan out how I would wanted it to, but I was definitely, definitely like honored to be on that field, to be in Baltimore playing under Steve Ushadi playing under, you know, Coach Harbaugh. It was amazing, bro. It was it was a blessing, bro. That was just hearing them guys speak, you know, each and every day, getting being able to work out with them guys and see how take little stuff from them each and every day. You know, it's not this life is about more of pouring into somebody. What can you pour into somebody? And I think Ed and Ray and and BP and all them guys like Anquan, especially Anquan, bro. Pouring into people, bro, is their life, bro. And that's the that is one of the biggest things you can ever do is pour into somebody, pour in your knowledge into somebody. And those guys really showed me how to be a pro, how to take care of your body, especially Ricky, bro. I spent a lot of time with Ricky Williams, man, and um, he really like showed me like how to be a pro. And, and it was just amazing, bro. I just thank God for the opportunity. Yeah, that's what's up, man. 
Hey, uh, Damon Barry, man. Hey, congratulations on all your success, man. You know what I'm saying, uh, you know, Pahokee, man. God willing, y'all have a season this year. Shoot, man, I know y'all do great, man. Just like y'all did last year, man. But you know I'm saying we got former former Hurricane, former Baltimore Raven, current uh, OC at Pahokee, Damon Barry. Hey, I appreciate you coming on, man. No problem. I apologize for that earlier, bro. Now you good, man. Hey, one more thing, man. Go ahead, shout out your social media, man. Uh, it's D D Barry twenty on Instagram, DJ Barry twenty on Twitter. Yes, sir. All right, fellas, y'all have a great night. I'll be you blessed too. now. Yes, sir. Thanks, man. Thanks for the interview, man. Mr. Hundred Time Team, keep it one thousand. Fuck your home by the thousand. Don't fuck me all about thousand. Stacking money by the thousand. I'ma stack my money by the thousand. In the booty club, we wild. All right, so good. Good vibes. Start with the good vibes. Yeah, keep them happy. But did anything really happy happen? <laughs> when you look at it, it's all bad news. <laughs> but we're gonna save the. Uh, now we got to start with the bad news because we're here to really tell people what's going on. It's um, that the man in Wisconsin start off with uh, Jacob Blake getting shot in Wisconsin uh, seven times in the back. Uh, they say he did survive and he uh, might be paralyzed though. So I'll let y'all sign up. What y'all think about that? Yeah. I, uh... I don't know, man. That's, I actually heard somebody say he got shot eight times. Eight times. You know, you know the video. Yeah, the video. We are seven shots. I think somebody posted him. He got shot eight times. I don't know how credible that source is, whatever. But I mean, <laughs> it's like people. It's like yo, this this is why we doing the stuff that we do right now, because you know I'm saying people fed up, man. Like the fact. I mean, it hurts even more when you see your own video too. Like yo. How inhumane must be, bro? Like, yeah. shot dude seven around the man in front of his kids, man. Like, how you don't know? I mean, like, out of like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm almost at a loss for words for this, to be honest, bro. Because, yeah, just thinking about the future and stuff. Oh, right. they gonna? You know what I'm saying they um, what they say, uh, administrative leave, whatever. You know what I'm saying like. Like sometimes people hear that, they be like, oh well, something might happen, but I think all cops gotta go on uh administrative leave, whatever, if they involved in the shooting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, in regards to a shooting, yeah, they gotta take it anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I really don't to me it's that. oh go ahead, bro. Go ahead. My fault, my fault. The thing is oh, coming no. in slow, like I'm hearing y'all. Mm-hmm. Oh no, you good. But um basically the way I feel about it is like it's another case on why we got to go out and why we got to vote right now and basically try to make things happen. And I ain't talking about like just as far as being in the presidential elections, we got to actually get people out there so we can try to get this stuff actually reformed. Cause like right now, like everybody had the, the George Floyd and everything that happened with that, it woke up everybody and it's, it's showing them. And now with this happening again, especially right before everything about to happen with the elections and everything, um, this is when we got to actually do something. And really that's the only way we can do something right now is by voting. So, Yeah, that's the truth. Um, especially on local elections. 
definitely. Yeah, just, the local elections are more important because a lot of people don't look into those. Right. I bet a lot of people don't know who hires the uh, the chief sheriff, the, the sheriff, like the head cop. Um, most people don't know who hired, and uh, that's the mayor. So you can hire the cop you want by voting for the mayor. A lot of people don't even know. Um, so that's, exactly. that's that's true. It's like this was a this was like I don't even care like about this one. This seemed like a setup. Like he basically was they say. You know, devil's advocate, they say, well, why did he walk away? He had a knife in his hand. And then they trying to say, why would he go in the car? But when I seen it first time, my seen it, I was like, dang, I already knew it was about to be all bad. When I seen him reaching the car, I was like, oh, I know what's about to happen from here. But the problem is, like, yeah. how they even let him get the all of a sudden they don't got, they can't detain you. It's like they let you, it's, uh, do, they, like, uh, ease you into a trap. That's how I feel where they can try to legally kill you. And it's like, they gotta, uh, they gotta stop making excuses, man. And they, it's like for everybody, it's like uh, killing white people don't matter, but it's like, I feel you, I feel y'all. It's just like, at this point, it's enough. Like we all tired of talking about it for real, but we gotta stay determined. I ain't even a point about even getting tired of talking about it. And now it's like, you keep talking about it, then you march about it, and then you try to change stuff like the legal way, and then that's when stuff like that, like rise and stuff happen because people tired of the same stuff happening and nothing changes. So, like I said, right now we got the perfect opportunity to try to change stuff with the elections and try to get the right people in place, and hopefully we can try to get police reform and everything changed with that because. That's where it starts making sure they don't do just because it's black man, you don't, I know none of us three, when we see the bodies get behind us, we're not happy. <laughs> or, you know what I'm saying? Mm-mm. Yeah, it's like, it was a little, a little staticky, but I got you though. I I, I got you. Yeah, it's, it's we got to make a change somehow, start some type of clinics, but I hope there don't be no bullshit. Like we always gotta wait for more facts to come out. They say we gotta wait till they make their decision. But I'm just gonna pray, uh, do get uh, Mr. Blake get the get the walk. I, mean, I guess. Yeah, that that's that's what I was about to say, man. I guess uh, it's a good thing is that he survived, man. But I'm saying, say he he still might be paralyzed from the waist down, man. Like I said, I said that's a mental thing too, man. I could I could. I could fuck your head up, dog. Like you got shot seven times in the or eight times in the back, and then your kids seen it too. Right. Like that's you know what I'm saying that's what people say defund from the police and put it, you know, in the in the middle. Right. Yeah. So you know already, you know what I'm saying? I know all of us know ID. I don't mean abolishing the police, it just uh, putting other things that you know what I'm saying. That they got to take care of, but they're not really and like uh, help man. Talk to people down to people that's uh, having a relapse. Don't know how to handle that situation. Yeah, on them and put in other resources. So yeah, someone 
it made me mad. Somebody put his record up again, and he ain't never did nothing. Like, he did have yeah. one thing I ain't going to say, but he did. It was like, man, come on. It's like, I'm tired of that. Uh, like, yeah, you know, people, they're trying to, trying to victimize the man anyway. It's like, now, even if they didn't see the record, of like, well, he's walking back to the car or something. Like, like man, y'all just, yeah. I don't get it, man. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't really try to understand it anymore because then you got to be in the whole another stratosphere thank you where they think so, I ain't even yeah. I mean the way I think about it is like the police is that they um they're scared for their lives too sometimes so I, I try to put myself in like uh their shoes like I'm come I don't know what I'm coming up to so mm-hmm. but you still you still should be able to talk people down um I think, like you said, they should have some type of mental health that, uh, class that they got to go through. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. They scared. Most of them, I've been finding out a lot of cops probably was bullied in high school type people. Like, that's like, so it's like they are scared. But, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's a good way to um, – Stay serious and get on sports. The big news and uh, it was annoying to hear was the uh, Montrell's Herald uh, saying white boy to Luka Donald. And like uh, everybody was using it as an opportunity to call the NBA players hypocrites because of the Black Lives Matter. So, like, what y'all thoughts on that one? I'm the same people that said they. they Saying that ain't that the same people that say they they not watching the NBA though. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah, facts, facts like the same uh, people, boy. So. <laughs> like how you even know? Well, the part about like white boy, uh, like when you hoop with a, a a white man, you know what I'm saying, and they make a good shot, you'd be like, "Oh, good shot, white boy," or you'd be like. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, he can play for Right. Yeah. So, what I was thinking is, uh, we, it's the same way we use the N-word. Like, we, we say uh, N-word, we say N-word to each other with love, and we say N-word to each other bad. And it's the kind of same when you got that white friend, you was like, man, this white boy killing, like you were saying, Chris. And then yeah. you're like, oh, man, get out of here. Like how he said, white boy, it ain't really meant to be a slur. But when you related to that, like, I really don't think you should be using a uh, nigga in, in public places either. But then again, but what, in the heat of the moment. But what he said, what he said was bitch-ass white boy. So in that connotation. <laughs> right. But it's still the same. Like, I would say bitch-ass nigga to uh, somebody hooping. It's just we hooping. That's our culture. That's what we say. So I, I understand why they're confused. But at the same time, we know. And pretty much, uh, Luca, he did go on to apologize. And Luca said he wasn't, uh, he wasn't even offended. So I kind of feel like <laughs> the white guys who mess with our culture, they understand. Like, man, like, you're a country-ass white boy. And so they laugh, you know, but, like, someone – that's it is what it is. You know they just picking with us right now. They want to find something mad to be mad about. But I'm glad he apologized. Yeah. 
Yeah, what is to me? I mean, like you said, shoot. I think he probably, he, I mean, he probably get called white boy all the time in practice. Anyways, like that's why he's probably like, man, just feed the competition. But the people that's trying to magnify, like you said, man, they just fucking with us and wanna wanna use anything. You know what I'm saying, kind of remind me. I mean, go a little sad news, back to a little bit of sad news. Kind of remind when when the boy got little boy got shot in the head. You know what I'm saying, yeah, yeah. Like, man, nobody speaking about this. I'm like, but you know what I'm saying justice been served, man. Like, yeah. I'm saying the tragic situation, like, I mean, a young kid died, but you know, they trying to magnify it, like, <laughs> ain't nobody saying that uh, white lives matter, whatever, but I'm like, I'm saying people weren't chanting black lives matter because somebody got killed. Right. That's this in the situation. And so I'm saying with, with the five-year-old boy, like I said justice was served. So I'm saying, it's, like I said, this is people, they trying to magnify the situation. Yeah. Just to, yeah. Use as an arguing point, man. But like I said, Luca, he probably get called white all the time to practice, man. You know what I'm saying, right. I'm saying somebody that understand the code. Yeah, I think, uh. Uh, <laughs> I think um, that point you hit on that was a, uh, about the. I think that's sad that someone would even use the little boy in a debate. That's what I, mm-hmm. I like. People been hitting people when someone tried to use that point. Been seeing other people hit him with the like, you sad man. Why are you trying to use this little boy as a pawn? Like you, yeah. you, you know that this ain't the same. Like mm-hmm. that's sick. Like nobody happy about that. Like y'all be happy when the cop shoot a black dude. In the comments, they'd be like, oh, that's what the thug got. But ain't mm-hmm. nobody. Not one person said, dang, the little boy boy got what he deserves. Like fuck out of here. We don't, <laughs> we don't like Chicago. We don't like that. Uh, only people down with that uh, happy with Chicago is the uh, game bangers. And we don't like that. <laughs> the majority of the community is mad, and we be protesting against them too. Uh, marched against violence. We always got something to say. So it's like mm-hmm. they they don't know. It's like uh, my wife say, obtuse. <laughs> like they intentionally stupid. They obtuse. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it it is what it is. I mean, they gonna always try to find a way to uh, bring the light back to them because they feel like we was having a lot of shine. Um, because, like I said again, with the George Floyd <laughs> thing happening when we was by everybody was uh, in quarantine, so. Basically, now it's their way to try to say, "Oh, look, you said white boy." So, right, yeah. Then next thing we got that was interesting. I'm glad they apologized, but now to the actual game. That boy Lucas killing them boys. Like, uh, (laughs) the best two. That white boy is killing them. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. <laughs> I didn't even do it on purpose. <laughs> that boy, he killing him. He uh, supposed to be the best two defenders in the game, Paul George and Kawhi, and they ain't got nothing for him. Like he averaging thirty, down there thirty, ten, and ten. He 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 averaging the triple double so far, man. First year in the playoffs. Man, Paul George, they call any pandemic peace. <laughs> Man, what's going 
going on. That's Chris Boyd too. I'm gonna put you on spot. That's you got oh, a Oh yeah, that's still my guy. That's still my guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he ain't really got the corona flu. I mean the coronavirus. You know what I'm saying? But uh, that boy is sick. He ain't shooting like he's supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> he said that boy sick. Yeah, you think it's his shoulder? You think it's the shoulder excuse legit? No, I don't think it's the shoulder. I truthfully think that he just ain't got it. Like, he go if you look at the whole season for him or his whole career, he'll go on stretches where he he on fire, and then he'll go on stretches where he can't hit nothing. He'll disappear. Like, even when he was with Indiana, he'll do that. And he'll make me mad. But yeah, that's Paul George. It's worse now, though. Uh, he just not as athletic now. Like he can get those athletic points back in the day. Now he can't get them like he used to. Cause his leg. Uh, he broke that leg. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he still can do it the same way he used to. And like his body, he getting older. His body starting to give away. And for other, some people, like they learn different things to keep him going. And his jump shot. When he hot, he hot. When he not, he not. That's yeah. just basically it. He turning into Rudy Gay. Yeah, good comparison. <laughs> you think? What do you think, Solo? You think the Clippers gonna uh, survive this series? Yeah, I think that, I think they'll survive just based off of appearance. I think Boston step up to. Mm-hmm. I mean, like he disappeared or nothing, but, but I think he's gonna get in and assassin mode. But it's fine for survival now. Shoot. Right. Uh, I see somebody say um, Doc Rivers just getting out coach uh, Rick Carlisle. Thunder like a bitch down here in Florida. <laughs> he just got big thunder over here. But they said uh, uh, Rick Carlisle out coaching that boy. So it's I think it's funny how um, the Clippers was the main ones hating on the Lakers about the Blazers, and they up here about to get washed. Like, man, they better <laughs> They better pick it up. Well, I mean, everybody say, like, why was Reggie Jackson in the game? So, like, what was the point of him even being out there? Like, he ain't a big defender. And you could have went with a whole bunch of other people to help defend, especially the way that Luka was killing and that y'all switched and everything. So, I mean, but it's the Clippers. They going to find a way to win. I ain't too worried about that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of worried because that first game, they only uh, people said they only won because uh, uh, Porzingis uh, got that bull uh, ejection. They ejected him on some uh, the soft technical. Uh, then he was out again because he was hurt. So yeah. he he may not be a hundred percent either way. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. They just show they can win without him. Exactly. But they had to win on the buzzer beater. So. And overtime. Yeah. Exactly. Man. Do anybody at the buzzer, we got Master P going off on his family. It's like the end of your career. And now Master P finally doing some uh, not player stuff, like spazzing on his family on the book. Anybody? Like, I don't even know what's going on. Well, I looked at this uh, yesterday when we all brought this up in the chat. I did some research on it. 
And basically what happened is C Murder, like then like he wrote a book and he like did an interview. And now he's saying like Kim Kardashian been holding him down, trying to get him out, like basically more than his brother has. And uh Monica's his ride or die, and she was just married. That's what Master P was saying. She was just married, and then she was just with another dude, and now she a ride or die. So like Master P is basically like he's saying all of this stuff that C Murder is saying, and then he's like, Oh, you know what? Oh, oh forget it. I'm just about to cut off the ATM. I ain't about to help you. I ain't paying for lawyers no more. If that's who was riding for you and having your corner, then let them have ride for you and have your corner like that. So that's basically what happened. Mm. What do you think, Solo? I mean, if that's what happened, shoot, you can't. I don't know if you can really blame P. I'm saying, and it could be like he just fed up too, man, because he been he been helping folks out, man, since he made it probably before then too. I'm saying that John, just wear you out, bro. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, he doing it for he doing it for the good. And I'm saying, I'm pretty sure he's doing it from the bottom of his heart versus just doing it for recognition. You know what I'm saying, but when you ride or die with somebody, man, damn, like, uh, bro said, see murder. If he came out, said what he says, like, yo, like, <laughs> I put my heart in this, and you just gonna shit on me like that, like, <laughs> no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's all. Like, only thing I can relate to it is just arguing with uh, Phil the same way. It was like, I feel like I was on uh, Master P end. But he took the Master P route, and he, he posted on the internet. And that was, like, one of my pet peeves. Like, I'm super private. So he, I kind of blew up on Phil because of that. I apologized to him. But, I, like, he, we both know we said what we said, but I was tripping. Like, I went nuts. So I had to apologize to him because he did the Master P route. Like, so I be feeling like – I feel like P, I would want to say some shit like that, but I don't, I don't like the internet stuff. I, I agree with him. And I uh, feel him. Like, I feel him 100% for posting it, too. But then I was on the other side of it the other day. But, but the, way, <laughs> the way that they said it happened is, like, he po- he posted all of this, and then he he wrote the book and everything. And so now P is just basically reacting. So since already the public knows, that's why he just brought it to uh, social media. Mm, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. When it's like that. And you, like, yeah, and that's dangerous. Like, I don't like that stuff because, like, you hurt somebody in public, they going to want to hurt you back in public. So, yeah, you kind of not sh- shouldn't do that. Yeah. It's kind of sad. All I'm a, was, like, you know, we love Master, uh, we love No Limit, our generation. Like, we grew up, all we knew was that uh, uh, P was always trying to get him out. So, to hear that he not sound crazy for real. Exactly. Kind of how like Wayne was with Turk. Like uh, Wayne always used to say, he made man, I miss my dogs. It seemed like he 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 said he was always hiring lawyers. But as soon as Turk got out, he was like, I don't know that dude. That's a new dude. I don't I don't. I remember old Lil Wayne, and now he be talking about about him on uh, uh-huh. podcast too. Yeah, I gotta hear that. Yeah, he he, he on. Uh, I know Turk was not fucking Wayne like that. He said he don't like his image, and he said he wasn't holding him down like uh, he said he was. He said he changed, he, like the skinny mm-hmm. jeans, dope head stuff, uh, Turk. 
Turk uh, still talk like a real G, like uh, we were sellers, like we sold yeah. drugs, we didn't use drugs. But like you can say the same about BG, like all them niggas, uh, baby had them all on dope. And that's what I was saying last episode, kind of how like, uh, remember how the record label shouldn't be pimping our, uh, our rappers? Yeah, baby was the main one. But yeah. Yep. yeah. Still doing this shit. Right. He almost yep. got young thug killed. Cycle continues. <laughs> right. Remember he had young thug. Cycle continues. Remember he had young thug shooting at uh Wayne like two years ago and now him and Lil Wayne back cool. Like what the what the hell baby be doing? He probably be keeping on keeping on with a good dope pack. Forgive me. Yep. You forgive me, Playboy. Don't no, pay him. He don't pay him, but he uh, he'll keep him with a nice dope pack. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what uh, Juvie accused him of. Yeah, like, hey, Playboy, I got a whole brick. <laughs> Playboy. But um, sticking music. Because uh, they saying right now, Master P is who we think Jay-Z is. But this nigga, Jay-Z, is even more pettier then because Master P just did some petty shit. So we got to go to how Jay-Z is obviously petty. Like, uh, y'all want me to read it off? I got to pull it up. Uh, <laughs> so we can – oh, let's see if this – y'all think this is co- uh, coincidence or on purpose. We got Steelmatic and Unplugged both released again 2000, uh, December 18, 2001. Streets Disciple, Collision Course. November 30th, 2004. Nas Greatest Hits versus American Gangster, November 6, 2007. Nazir versus Everything Is Love, June 15th and 16, 2018. The Lost Tapes 2 <laughs> versus Lion King, Beyonce and Jay Z dropped The Lion King on July 15th, <laughs> 2019. And then just yesterday, we got the, uh, well, Friday, we got the King's, uh, King's Disease. And uh, the song Jay Z and Pharrell release called Entrepreneur. So, what y'all think? No, it's not coincidence. Not at uh, all. Just the best rappers just drop on one day, once a year. Just once a year. And you only get one day. It's written in all the uh, contracts. <laughs> 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 no, I mean, basically, Jay-Z being Jay-Z, like, Jay-Z didn't like losing the battle. Jay-Z know that he lost an ether, uh, like, he got ether. Like, that's now it's a verb. You get ether. <laughs> so, he know he lost, so that's the only way he can win is by being petty for the rest of his life. <laughs> 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 oh man, you know, crazy. Nas did an interview on the Breakfast Club, and they asked him about that. But Nas, he kind of took the high route, like, man, maybe it's, it's coincidence, man. We just in sync like that, man. Like, <laughs> that is like, got to shrug it off, being <laughs> humble as hell. I was like, Nas, man, you know what the deal is, man. You killed that boy, man. That boy still t- hey. He's still trying to fight back, man. Hey, come on, dog. Exactly. 
Now, yeah. I don't. It could be. You know what I'm saying? It could be a competition thing too, man. Like, you know what I'm saying they they probably still got that competition blood in them. Like, yeah, it could be that. But or it could be Jay Z. The thing about Jay Z is a businessman's businessman. So if you if you listen to Nas at this point uh, uh, in 2020, you like Jay Z too. So why wouldn't I just drop something and piggyback behind you? So are oh, you gonna listen to my single? One thing I want to say is you can tell who won the beef because everyone thinks JP <laughs> being petty. No one ever thought that Nas was doing that shit. Like, what if Nas out here seeking out Jay-Z drops? Right. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I got you. Right. You want to drop a little single? I'm dropping an album today. <laughs> like, what if it's Nas? Because he he the one should be more hurt. He he said uh, Jay Z was saying the more ruthless stuff. Like Nas just smoked him lyrically. Jay Z was like, "I smashed your baby mama. You got chipped tooth. I'm a." He made a joke about your pip uh, chipped tooth. Man, man's really wouldn't have got his tooth fixed. Like, come on, man. That like changed his image. Like, maybe it's Nas that hurt. <laughs> like Nas out here hurt. He yeah, said he's he in his baby, his yeah, kids. We don't, know, we don't know too many. Yeah, and so we don't we don't know too many people that try Nas really. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's a lot. It could be yo, this nigga he really tried me. Like, I'm gonna, <laughs> like nah, he ain't finna hear the end of this. Like, I'm on his head for the rest of his life. <laughs> I said it could be Nas doing that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you did it last time. I got you this time. Uh, did anybody mm-hmm. listen to the album? Yeah, I listened to it. Hey, that was one of his best albums. And, like, it's hard because, like, they said Hit Boy made the beats. And Hit Boy gave him some dope beats that sounded for Nas. Like, I don't know what Kanye was doing. Like, but this shit is actually nice. I done played it three times because, like, it's like, fuck it. Let that bitch keep going. Yeah, Yeah, I like it. Like, he said when they came out with that album, like, they came out, like, like they made it like a week or like day, I think a day before, a couple of days before, mm. before it's supposed to be released. So they kind of rested too. So that's why it was like nobody was wasn't mixtape. feeling it like that. You know what I'm saying, yeah, mm. the Kanye one, yeah, the one that had like seven songs on it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. What do you think? I mean, I like the whole album. Uh, like. I would say it's up there with like Streets Disciples or Life is Good. So it's it's, it's in his higher uh, ranking of his album. It's no Illmatic, Stillmatic, but it's still dope. I, I mess with it. Um, I think this would be his fourth best CD. Like the, the top three is untouchable, but this is his best thing that I've ever listened to and liked because I listened to it. Like everything else, we well, little, everything else we was little dudes, and like we was told four, like, like this. Four is kind of high because like, uh, like I, I'm a rap like Jay my guy, that's my guy, but uh, uh, I'm a rap head. So basically, like Nas, like his first three albums are classic, and then like I was saying, like Life Is Good. Um, what was the other one I just said? Um, 
Nazir is pretty hard. But uh Oh, okay. This this one is like like I said, this is probably like five Nas got like twelve albums. This is like five or six it's in the top half, but I can't say that it's better than than those. But the vibe to this is, is for now. And that's what I was afraid of. He wasn't gonna have something that had now's vibe. And it was gonna sound like he was outdated. Yeah. This is the first time he ain't do it, and that shit was lit, man. But then he had some dated yeah. songs. Like he got I'ma name them all off. He got Illmatic, it was written, I am Ostradamus, Stillmatic. Um I'm on title, so they showing stuff that I don't know is real. Uh, Godson, Street Disciple, Hip Hop is Dead, then Untitled, you know, it was supposed to be called Nigga. Then you got, uh, he made that song with uh, Marley, Distant Relatives. Then you got Life is Good, Nazir, and King's Dead. Yeah. Like I'm saying, like, if you go down that whole discography, like, King's Disease. Whew, you, you said stuff that I didn't even know. Like, I was like, yeah, that. That's hard. I can't say this new one because I was uh, talking to uh, Nate about that. I was like, what's the life expectancy for this album? Mm. Like, how long is it going to live on? That, that was what I was asking. I think this might be the classic of the 2020. Well, he, uh, he got Charlie Wilson on the track. You know, Charlie Wilson. Yeah. That's what I thought Kanye was going to do. Like, get, pair, pair him up with Charlie Wilson, but Kanye was on his new Kanye. I'm gonna play a little bit. Like this classic, like this new generation classic. Like now, I can tell now. I mean, I can tell lies about now. And then now, Alter Black. Ooh. Uncle Charlie. <laughs> Uncle Charlie. Yeah, that boy, that sounds like reasonable doubt. Like, like that sounds like reasonable doubt. You know, uh, Imaginary Players. And, like, the first five songs on Reasonable Doubt, to me, is like, that's hip-hop. And that's what that sounds like right there, that, ugh, that shit nasty. I'm <laughs> I'm about to listen to that some more. Nah, it's that dude, man. But I didn't. Reason, I, I, yeah, only reason I didn't listen to it yet, because I got I to gotta actually sit down and listen, and listen to it. Man. Just yeah. to get Nas that respect. That's, uh, you got yeah, him. I, I got it when it came out. Like, nah, you got Nas oh, yeah. over Crazy Easy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's a favoritism thing, but Nas nah, Easy. You got to uh, go ahead and... Uh, like you the uh defense you the defendant attorney, go ahead and uh defend Nas before Chris try to get him. <laughs> he about to go with Jay Z. We like got Nas too, man, cause Nas just seemed more original, man. Like one thing, I mean Jay Z, it kinda left a mark on me, you know what I'm saying? When he uh when they was like, yeah, he was using Biggie Ron books. Mm. I think he said Diddy gave him Biggie Ron books, whatever. You know what I'm I'm saying he, I mean, some he, he took some of Biggie's style too, you know what I'm saying? But I can't harp it too much on that. Like, I mean, that's probably him paying homage or whatever, man. But that's it, man. Jay Z, he just, he just, he just left a bad taste in my mouth, man. Yeah. But I would I give him what it's due. Jay Z is fire. I give him what credit is due. 
but you like the G. Like you feel like Nas is more of a G than Jay Z. For real. Nas more a G, man. Just you know what I'm saying. And, I mean, we all know, like, <laughs> like, like I said earlier, like we don't know too many people that tried. Yeah. Nas, but, like. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And if they did try, I was like, yo, like, we hear anybody try Nas, like, first thing we gonna say, like, damn, what? Why do you mess with Nas, man? Nas, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's facts. I ain't never heard. I, ain't nobody ever really came at Nas except Pac and Jay Z. And Pac yeah. was. Uh, don't forget about uh, my beef. Uh, uh, what's his boy's name? Havoc. Uh, ha- uh, no, not Havoc. Uh, Cormega. No, uh, when it died. Uh, Prodigy. Prodigy, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Prodigy yeah. had to be. Mm. But. Check that out. But uh, to Jay-Z, back to defending him, um, like, you can always say that he used Biggie lines or whatever. But uh, the best way to make a jingle or to make a hot song or a single is to use something that somebody already said. So, basically, he used the hot line and just put it into a song because he know people will sing along with it, which again is good business. That's what I think I like about uh, Jay-Z um, more than I like about Nas is the hustle in Jay-Z, the way that Jay-Z took his rap stardom. Like, yeah, he's a star, just like Nas was a star, but he built his into a whole corporation, a whole conglomerate of everything that was going on. and. That part of it is what makes me like him more than Nas, because Nas could have did the same thing. Nas could have made Queen Bridge records, but it never happened. Like he he dropped QB's finest and his bodyguard Uchiwali verse was hotter than his. So you are. <laughs> but um, <laughs> how I look at it is like when we were growing up, you know, I always picked Nas over Jay Z. I didn't like Jay Z until Black Album. Uh, I always respected uh, Reasonable Doubt, but other than that, I was like, I'll listen to him. Uh, I like the Rough Riders more. You know, I'm a West Coast head. Uh, but Nas, when you made me get on the East Coast stuff, like, uh, I was like, I like Nas more. And it's kind of a little bit more because I'm the type of person that go against the grain. And that's what I like about uh, Nas. Like, uh, he he basically, the character he played in Belly. Like, he is like, a gangster. He was about conscious, want to go to Africa. Uh, he ain't really, he want his money, but he understand. And then his bars is like real hip hop. Like, I used to get mad about it. Like, why won't this nigga do the update rap? But now it's crazy. His style is coming back because of Griselda. Like, so people starting to want to hear bars again. So it's like, I think he going to be the un uh, underappreciated GOAT. Like, uh, once he die, he going to elevate way higher than he is now. Like, right now, it's a debate. It kind of ain't no debate. It's kind of like 60, 40 Jay-Z. Most people going to say ho, unless they hate him because of popularity and the casuals. But, like, I'm starting to think, but when he, when he die, now it's going to be like Kobe. Like, he really the, the number two, and nobody ever said it. Kobe number 10, as soon as he died, the hate, like, oh, I ain't going to hate him no more. Yeah, he top three. That's how Nas gonna be. So, yeah. but <laughs> on the same hand, I love Jay Z for the yeah. same reasons he said too. Like, uh, I like the uh, the legend of Jay Z. 
Like, he probably be cheating. I heard some of his haters say he don't really be one uh, – he don't really – he he don't really be uh, one take short. Well, he do or take it, but he don't really freestyle. They said what he do is take a vacation, and he'll just camp out and write for days and then memorize it and just spit the shit he memorized. And, like, he kind of, like, glorify himself a little bit. So, I like his mystique, but – Today, I would have to say Nas is better because uh, this CD is better than Fofo Fo. That's whoa. Yeah, I had whoa. to throw that out there. Whoa. To defend that point with Jay Z, as far as uh, I'll defend Jay Z on this point as far as he's, uh, he got on the camp, come back, memorize rhymes, and add like his freestyle. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I've been. I've been deep in the battle right, man. I, I think everybody does that shit now, dog. Right, yeah. I don't think nobody really freestyle unless, like, if it's a freestyle, you don't know it and shit. Like, they talk about what you got on and shit. Talk about what you said earlier. Right. But a lot of them cats do that shit, like, especially in New York. Like, niggas like, damn, it's a whole freestyle, but. They be in hyperbolic time chamber, boy, write some shit down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's the problem, man. Too. They fully loaded. That's a talent, too, because yeah. I can't remember my own rap sometimes. So uh, it's like, it's impressive. You remember six yeah. of your own raps and you can spit them like whatever one you want when that's still take, that's professional. So, like, yeah, you got to give him credit no matter how you're doing it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I know fucking, I think I heard DMX come out. He, he freestyled somebody, man. But I was like, that line sound awfully familiar, though. <laughs> and they put that shit in the song, man. <laughs> I see, maybe doing that shit, but mm-hmm. to defend Nas, man, on this aspect, like, I don't know, I think Nas is just that type of dude, man. Like, he don't want to be in the spotlight like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he got business going on around the country and shit, but we don't really know about it unless we actually tap into it. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? So I think, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't want to give it to Jay-Z because the business aspect, just because Nas, he probably doing what he want to do anyways. Like, mm-hmm. man, if he want to, oh, yeah. I mean, who knows if he... Yeah, who knows if he tried if he wanted to like own the Nets or some shit. Like he probably, probably do that if he tried it. But, right, right. Oh, well, he, know, did, he did just do a bit a big business move because uh Khalees tried to sue him for more child support because he invested in something that ended up getting bought by uh a lot of money. Uh dang, I'm about to pull it up right now. He did just invest he made a good investment. Uh in February 2018, he bought a ring. He, uh yeah, he bought he bought into uh Amazon. Bought Amazon bought ring. No, he he bought he made ring and Amazon bought ring for a billion. And then in April, uh he was invested in Peel Pack and Walmart acquired that for a billion. And then he also invested mm-hmm. uh Pluto TV and Viacom bought that. So I think he low key like Jordan. He and making then, moves. I mean, I ain't saying that he ain't making moves and um, doing good business. Right, it's right. just that uh, he didn't marry that chicken in the game. He married Lisa. And, and uh, she had a milkshake. <laughs> yeah. Can't beat yeah. that. Can't beat that. You yeah, gotta I, beat. Yeah. Yeah, I, I give it to y'all. Like, the legacy of JT, especially right now, like, yeah, yeah he definitely is the icon, especially the people that that's not in the that was uh came up on hip hop like we came. What you think about the football move though? 
I never really got your opinion. Uh, y'all, y'all both uh, football specialists for real. What y'all think the and what he do for uh, the the NFL? Was it a good move or not? Me personally, I believe it's a good move uh, because all we got to do is get somebody into the to the conversation. I mean, Jay-Z may not be the best person <laughs> as far as his track record with his friends and stuff to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it, at least we got somebody in that boardroom of our color. Uh, so, and at least from, like, us. It's not like uh, Thurman Pender, who was the third. Like, it's a, it's a black man that came from Brooklyn, and now he's actually in that room. So, Ain't that motherfucker? You talking about play and uh, class act? That was <laughs> that was Duncan Penderhughes. Yeah, Duncan Penderhughes, nigga. Uh, we got to decide the name of this episode. It's rather gonna be Duncan Penderhughes or White Boy. White Boy Duncan Penderhughes. That's the name of this episode. <laughs> nigga gonna be like, what? White Boy Duncan Penderhughes. Listen to this shit. We gonna hit you with a little Duncan Penderhughes, nigga. Told you, Solo, this nigga just like beats. Like, goofy, we niggas watch too much TV, bro. <laughs> See what type of niggas I hang with? <laughs> yeah, like, sick. But no, I don't know a lot, like I was saying. But back to the Jay-Z, like I was saying, it's just, like I said, it's, it's full of uh, none but old white people. So now we got at least somebody on the hip-hop side. And we'll see how he do it and, and what good he does in that uh, situation. For sure, for sure. Uh, one more vote, just a quick vote. No deep dive. Four, four, four. Oh, dang, Solo ain't listened to it yet. Uh, but we'll do, ask again next week when we all take a better listen and can put them a four, four, four versus King Disease. We're going to make that a uh, – do a deep dive on that next week. Make that a thing. Uh, the only uh, thing – only thing else I got uh, left is with the uh, Big Sean Nipsey hustle. It was dope to get another Nipsey uh, verse that uh, he, he he spazzed again with something simple. Like, I'm a street legend. Something, something deep reverence. Like, man, that boy that was the truth. And I'm glad he's saying that from beyond the grave where we don't got to argue about if he's a legend no more. He was a street legend. There you are. Everyone should be happy. Don't, I don't want to hear nobody else saying he wasn't a legend. Like, we should just – he's a street legend. Leave it at that. Like, yeah, he ain't Michael Jackson, but Nipsey was a street legend. He was Tukey Williams. <laughs> yeah, it's like – that's like uh, – it was only three people. They all did. Like, uh, my founders is Tupac, Kobe, and Nipsey. Like, they're the only people – like, I'm weird. I don't cry when people die, only when my granny did. But – them three, I wish I had tears for them. I'm still trying to push out one for Kobe. Like, I still, like, I be watching shit to try to get a tear, man. But, yeah, them three niggas is, like, so I was happy to hear that. Y'all ain't yeah. Uh, I don't really know how I feel about Big Sean no more. Yeah, that's why I asked. Uh, they thought I was crazy. If you read through the chat, the production chat, you would see that I had hit these boys with the baby versus Big Sean in the verses. These uh probably thought I was crazy. But the reason I had this conversation is because me and Jazz was in the car, 
and we was like, all right, the baby play. And he was like, how many times are we going to hear this radio? Uh, how many times are we going to hear this song before we get back home? It was going to be a two-hour trip. Me, we all guessed. We was like, I said four. She said three. Last said five. We didn't hear that song four times, but we did hear five the baby songs. And Jazz was like, it's coming to the end. It's almost over with, though. And I was like, yeah, I can see. And I was like, I don't know. I don't think he's going to be, like, gone forever. I was like, the person I could compare him to would be, like, Big Sean. And she was like, you think he on Big Sean level? I said, like, right now, he highest Big Sean ever got. Because Big Sean was, like, fifth in the totem pole at his hottest. The baby was the hottest little nigga, period, last year. So then. True. The baby, uh, Big Sean never really had, when he gets songs on the radio, but he ain't never been in rotation like right now. But then I said that. Uh, I don't fuck with you. Right. So then we got Suge. That's like equal. I don't fuck with you and Suge. It's kind of like, we. I'm annoyed by both of them bitches. Like, better not play that shit no more. <laughs> but it's like, but then, uh. Big Sean got real bars. Like, he got that song with Meek Mill. That's, like, uh, one of the dopest songs I've ever heard. Uh, that's a trivia point, if y'all can name it. Uh, fuck. Meek Mill and Big Sean. Burn. I'm going to let that shit burn. That shit was hard. Big Sean, like, he ain't that Big Sean no more. But, like, I, I don't know how I like that song either, honestly. I ain't want to hate. <laughs> but I like Nipsey, but, I like, Big Sean... It was like, I've been listening to his interviews and like he, he said on Joe Button he, that uh, him and Kendrick really wasn't going, uh, wasn't beefing. It was a misunderstanding. And he put that in a rap. It kind of just sounded like what his, he'd been saying in his press runs and he put that in a rap. And he was rapping, but it's like Eminem rapping. Like, yeah, he rapping. Yeah, he's saying stuff. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Uh, y'all got anything good before we close on out? Uh, nah. Not everything. Really. I think we covered it all. Yes, sir. That yeah. was a good one. The Blazers about to go home. I'll do a quick recap. Before I say we say Bach, uh, Lakers about to win it. We still got a good matchup with Dallas and Clippers. The Clippers, uh, uh, the the Bucks are finally about to get past the uh, Magic to play the Heat. Boston swept the Sixers and B looking weak. Then we got uh, Toronto swept. So that's all some uh, good matchups about to be in the East. Toronto versus Boston, Bucks versus Heat. I made a $25 bet on the Bucks and another $25 bet that Middleton will average 17. So we got to stay. I'm going to keep them posted. I don't know on about that. that one. Yeah, that's like, dude said he's going to average 12. I'm like, come on, you got to give him. Like, he averaged 20 during the regular season. So I, I hope the drop off ain't lower than. I'll give him 16. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be a close one. Uh, I think I might cancel out, not win no money or lose no money. But in the West, if the Rockets go ahead and beat the Clippers, we're going to have the Rockets versus uh, Lakers. And then once the Clippers, 
Dallas, whoever won that, got to see down Utah and uh, Denver battling out too. So the NBA shit is looking real nice. I'm in, actually enjoying the bubble more than regular NBA playoffs. Yeah, it has been really exciting. For sure, for sure. Well, all right, y'all. Uh, thanks for tuning in to You Choice. We got Tony Draper, Salo, Waru, the Whatever Podcast. Um, what it do? Spotify, Apple. Thanks for tuning in.